0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice.
1: I want to hear it again.
3: Meet more. sir, Robot. That's a terrible robot, boys. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I have aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are
4: the Some turtles? Are Where are the turtles? Come
3: on, guys. Get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor.
4: Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On
3: 1080, the fan.
1: Hour two of two here on Sports Sunday. Mike and Rashad with you until 11 o'clock. If you miss the first hour, it'll be up on the podcast. This texter said, adorn for The ring. You were adorned with a ring. Is that it, maybe? I like it. That's
4: the word. It does fit. Yeah. Adorn, adorn that man. Yeah, I like yeah, it. I like it that. It fits. Adorn. Thank you, Texer. I, I like the way you said it there. Yeah. Adorn that man. That's what you say. You got to say it real aggressive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Adorize. But like with
1: power, like you're a king.
4: Yes, exactly. Adorn that man. Oh, like the, oh my God. That was a real Game of Thrones of you. Well, that's
1: kind of what I was chanting. Yeah, I like yeah, I it. Was, I was trying. I like it. I saw I saw the trailer for the new Game of Thrones House of Dragons. So How do you in? feel about it? it looks good. I, here's the thing: it's I'm not scarred away from the world just because the creators of Game of Thrones destroyed the last two seasons. The world's still amazing, and this is not by the same showrunners. So I'm hopeful. I'm excited. I also saw the trailer for the new Lord of the Rings show on Amazon Prime,
4: which also looks awesome. I, I was going to ask how you feel about additional stories, you know, that branch off from the original. Maybe not, maybe ha- in some cases has nothing to do with the actual movie, but just something like The Mandalorian. Yeah. That was like a, a, a Star Wars story yep. within the realm of Star Wars, but... Luke Skywalker is, or, or, you know, there's there's no mention of him. Well, that's not place. necessarily true. Well, I mean, there Spoiler is, something. but I'm saying there are... there. Luke is in it. There are very few, you know what I'm saying, mentions or, until... Was that Boba Fett? I, I thought that was Boba Fett. It might have been Boba Fett.
1: Yeah. Um, I like them. I, I'm i enjoying, at least for things that I like, I've actually thought about this a lot recently because my girlfriend is huge into Marvel. I'm not huge into Marvel. Did she see Thor? We just saw it yesterday for the first time. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. And I thought the battle scenes were cool. I thought it was kind of cheesy, but that's superhero movies for you. I thought it was funny, though. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, Anyway, she's a big Marvel fan. I like Marvel. It's not my favorite, but I, I like going to see the movies. They are releasing way too many Marvel shows. Or the Marvel shows are not high enough quality to release at the rate that they are releasing them. Like Wandavision came out, and then Winter Soldier, Captain Falcon, Winter Soldier came out. Was dope. It was pretty cool, but that's generally disliked by most Marvel fans. Um, Loki came out. There was, which was good. What If came out, also which was very good. I didn't like What If. Uh, Hawkeye I haven't seen yet, but that's out. Hawkeye was good. And now Miss Marvel is out. Not as good,
4: really. I've heard I, nothing
1: but praise for Miss Marvel. I, I
4: thought, I mean, I don't know. I thought Miss Marvel, there were there were points that where it was awesome, but then there are other points like, okay, this is hella corny. I, I didn't
1: like Captain Falcon Winter Soldier. I didn't like What If. I thought WandaVision was okay. I thought Loki was really cool. Um, but the, to me it's it's like a little bit too much. Right? It's it's like every month there's a new six to ten episode show you have to watch. It's a lot. Uh, whereas I think like in Star Wars. You know, they have the movies, the first ever show. Well, I guess not the first ever show because you had Clone Wars and stuff, but like Mandalorian is really good and was interesting. Um, I I'm very intrigued by these little side stories on Lord of the Rings because normally you just see the three movies, right? So it'll be cool to use the actual world that was created by Tolkien and written about in his other books to create a whole another story that you can kind of connect the stories with.
4: Yeah, I'm all good. I'm I'm while I'm a traditionalist, I also enjoy the rest of the story, you know, those little sometimes sometimes those things that tie in to other things. So I thought the Obi-Wan um show was was pretty good on Disney Plus. I'm okay with all the all the side stories for for Marvel just because the there's still so many superheroes that we haven't even got to yet. You know what I mean? There's still so mm-hmm. many Villains that could be—I think there's a Doctor, there's a Doom movie, a Doctor Doom movie coming out, and it's like, man, that's cool. Doctor Doom is awesome. Like he is somebody that should have a standing movie, kind of the way Joker, you know, has his standing uh, franchise. And I think Joaquin Phoenix is coming back to play Joker again, which is awesome. So yeah, I'm a big fan of a lot of the Marvel. Some things are are kind of corny, but some of them are kind of cool, and so I'm 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 here for it. Either way, I have a whole routine i wait till friday as i'm working out right after my workout i'll watch whichever shows are are on point. gotcha i think the problem for me is i'm i'm
1: behind like i feel like i'm perennially behind in the show watching stuff like we've got so many things we want to watch that you are just always like three shows behind you know i haven't seen hawkeye yet i know i need to watch hawkeye i haven't seen miss marvel yet i know i'm going to need to watch that at some point so i think there's there's a line between too much and good content
4: that's different, and I think Marvel's doing too much. Um, I think they have so they have such a demand for it, and there's always you know even some like I think it was Moon Knight I think was the oh that's another one we have to watch yeah, that was I, that looked really cool I I tried it was not interesting I couldn't watch it I
1: think you have a very different expectation for those than people that I there,
4: know yeah there's some some things I'm watching I'm like yeah I can't get into this I want to like this but I just can't. Like this, and Moon Moon Knight was one of those things. Like, yeah, this isn't this isn't fun to watch. So, yeah. but I gave it a I gave it a chance because I want to see what it was. And so I'm always a fan. I'm always gonna at least give it a try. But then if I'm like, yeah, I don't like this, I don't really have to go back to so it. I saw two episodes of Game of Thrones. Like, cool show. I'm good. Oh, you didn't watch Game of Thrones? I saw like two episodes. The first like couple episodes because everybody was talking about it. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, let me check this out. And then I watched it. It's like, yeah, some things click to me. Some things don't. Okay. Weird, right? True Blood. Oh, I love True Blood, for whatever reason. Game of Thrones, was like, ah, oh, that's cool.
1: Oh, you like True Blood? Yeah, mm. couldn't tell you why. I didn't like True Blood. That couldn't
4: much. couldn't tell you why I like True Blood. No <laughs> idea why. It was hella corny. I watched when I watched it again. I was like, this this show is corny as hell. But it, meanwhile, you're like, Give meanwhile, me Popcorn now. Like, yes, but every Sunday, eight o'clock, I'm gonna do bad things. Are they to gonna you? fall in love? What yeah. is the story gonna be? Jeez, super dumb. Super dumb. So
1: yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a it's a conversation about quality over quantity. If you're going to give me quality, great. I'll watch whatever you want to give me, based around the worlds that I like, right? But if it's just a schedule of one a month and you're just pushing stuff out, you're going to lead to a lot of empty like shows. And I yeah. think that's what's happening in my in my mind with the Marvel shows.
4: No, that's I mean that's fair. You know, oversaturation is a, is a thing in any you know in anything that you love. You know, I don't want to hear too much of my favorite band all of a sudden they probably won't be my favorite anymore I, this we went through this with kevin hart and with you know guys like the rock I was like oh i'm just so tired of seeing these guys all the time but you know that's what happens when 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 you're great and so i think for marvel there's they understand there's a uh kind of a method that they have you know they're gonna they have the summer time they have they a have, whole schedule they, they've they've got a schedule out you know we got christmas time that's going to dominate we've got summertime that's going to dominate they know in between there they're going to drop a little a few jewels to make people uh more interested in these things cuz Miss Marvel is going to be in the Captain Marvel movie, I think. So yeah, it was a nice way to set up that part. Isn't and, she
1: technically in Doctor Strange the new one? Yes. She's
4: in it, right? Yes. Yeah. But not that character, one from a different like Yes. Yeah, but yeah. Doctor Strange is another cool one. So yeah, man, I think I'm I'm am all I'm here for all of the alternate stories from some of our favorite, you know, traditional stories. So
1: Strategy wise, it's a smart play by them to give new characters. Man, it's just a lot.
4: They've been making Star Wars since the seventies. You know, they've been making Star Wars, you know, stories since the nineteen seventies. They've been yeah. making, but there's only Marvel nine stories,
1: movies, or I guess more than that now. But no. nine main movies. Yeah,
4: nine movies. You know, how many television shows? You know, how many cartoon? Network programs, how many video? You know, it's g- really good that we started watching video games like Clone Wars. It's animated. It's a good yeah, show. Clone Wars is good. Yeah. You know, yeah, all those things. Like so, man, I'm I'm hoping that you enjoy the Lord of the Rings series. I wasn't a big Lord of the Rings guy. i Wasn't a big Hobbit guy. You know, so
1: it doesn't sound like you like fantasy that much.
4: Not huge on it. Everything not
1: that huge. you've said, you've not liked is like true fantasy.
4: Yeah, not And really. that's my
1: like exactly that's exactly what I love. Like I mean, and mind you, I, you know, inject that right into my veins.
4: I, I for whatever reason it just never really clicked for me all the way. And I didn't read the books for like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or anything like that, so a lot of it was, I'm like I'm missing out. I'm like, yeah, that's what people say, but I'm going to, you know, I don't if You don't like books. fantasy,
1: you're not missing out. No, I like going to hate it.
4: I like fantasy video. That's a cool place. <laughs> but no, I don't I like fantasy drafts, you know. I, I like a lot of, you know, I like a lot of things. I like fantasy by Mariah Carey. Like, I mean, for whatever reason, I'm not into, like, fantasy-themed, like, movies and stuff like yeah. that. For whatever reason. Media. Yeah, I wish I were. All right, well. I, pro- I want to be a part of the group. Like, I want to watch Avatar and be like, oh, my God, it's the greatest movie I've ever seen. Well, nobody says
1: that. Don't worry about that. Well, they did at first. Av- Didn't they win, yeah. like, all the Oscars? Well, yeah, it was it was groundbreaking in terms of its 3D and stuff. It was really beautiful. Nice. I and, and Here's the thing. I like Avatar, but I also understand that it's a stolen movie concept from like every movie ever made. It's the same movie. It's Pocahontas. It's Dances with Wolves, right? It's like the same movie. Ah, great movies. <laughs> All right. Let's break. I promised it. We're going to do it. I pro- I literally promise. It's not going to not happen. Joe Cronin Audio next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan.
5: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
1: All right, it's ten eighteen here on your Sunday morning. Here on Sports Sunday, probably the slowest sports week of the year, to be honest with you. You got the All Star break in baseball, and everything just seems to be kind of dead.
4: Yeah, man, and I mean, did you see the uh, uh, the captain, the Derek Jeter? Uh... I, did, I
1: saw the first episode of it. I have the second one on the DVR right now. I think another one or two are releasing today. They're kind of just throwing them out there pretty quickly.
4: Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen it yet, but looking forward to first episode to was it. good. First episode was
1: good. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to the Joe Cronin audio here. He was on with Dirt and Sprague earlier this week. First time the GM's been on the station in quite some time. I'm enjoying a lot of Joe Cronin way more than I ever did about Neil O'Shea, just in terms of his willingness to be available to speak about what's going on. Neil O'Shea was always very secretive, and then when given the opportunity to speak was very condescending and douchey, whereas Joe Cronin is very kind of, I don't know, he's kind of boring, I guess, like he's kind of just very normal sounding, but he just tells you what's going on without making it sound like you're an idiot, which is nice. Uh, here is Cronin when asked about something we were talking about a couple segments ago, which was the size issues in the front court.
2: Yeah, we're, we we understand we're a little undersized, but at the same time we didn't think at this stage in our retool that we would have a perfectly blended roster. So we were just more focused on talent acquisition, getting the best players possible, getting the guys that have the right demeanor for what we're trying to do. And then for whatever Inconsistencies we have across, you know, the five positions, we're just gonna have to have guys adapt. Where, you know, maybe we play small sometimes. Maybe young guys step up. Maybe we get funky in our rotations, and we have, you know, Justice Winslow sliding over, Jeremy Grant sliding over, Jabari Walker playing there, Trenton Watford, Drew Eubanks competing for minutes. So we feel like we've got enough. Talent there, we understand that there's certain situations where lack of size is is an issue. And I just think, quite frankly, at this point, we didn't think we'd have a perfectly balanced roster.
1: Interesting, especially that little part at the end there. And I think that's one thing that Cronin has been very honest about this entire time. and I've fallen victim to it. I think Blazer fans have in general. But I, I've fallen victim to the probably the over, overreaching on how quickly they can kind of get back, right? That was a complete teardown last year. Some of the worst basketball you could ever watch. 30-point losses on a nightly basis. It was really brutal. And he said this is not a quick fix. He said we may be able to get back to the playoffs very quickly. And I actually do think the way the team is built is at least a play-in team next year. But in order to make it perfect, in order well, perfect, in order to make it as perfect as possible, it's going to take a couple years. You, the, you do a lot of the heavy lifting in year one. you get better players for what you want in a system, and then you tinker around the edges to perfect it with the tools that you have as the years go on. So I, I'm going to be intrigued to see because one of the weaknesses that this team is going to have this year is at this point, size. But we're also in a time in the NBA where we've seen the Warriors win titles playing small ball with Draymond Center at center, or sorry, Draymond Green at center. Um, it's possible, it's doable, and it certainly works. I think better in the playoffs than it does in the regular season. It's just that is going to be the weakness of this team is the bigs off the bench, and once Nurk leaves the game, and if Nurk gets into foul trouble, and if you remember last year before he got his. Uh, plantar fasciitis, He certainly loved foul trouble. You're going to be seeing a lot of Watford and Drew Eubanks, and Watford has shown some flashes of being st- steady, and Eubanks looked good at times last year, but I don't trust those two to I don't know, do like what Ennis Cantor did when he came in and wasn't great defensively, but still scored plenty and got the putbacks and kind of kept the team
4: afloat. It is a weakness. Uh, I <sighs> I don't th- – the Blazers are a play-in team at best next year. If they do anything better than a seven seed, it'll surprise all of us. And if you are one of the few people that feel like the Blazers are going to be higher than a seven seed, then, man, more power to you, and I appreciate your, your loyalty and your, your willingness to look past all of the scars that this team has at this point because there are some blemishes still. Like, you know, while I think we're happy with the offseason – I think the, really the main reason that we're so happy with the offseason is because Jeremy Grant was the talk of the town for the Blazers, for last the last three months, three and a half months. Jeremy Grant was the name that's been attached to the Blazers, and you heard about all these assets you'd have to give up to make the Jeremy Grant thing happen, and then it happened for nothing, basically for for peanuts. If we're being if we're being honest, you know, and so uh, that's a good move, and then you 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 get a chance to get the seventh pick of the draft, which people were disappointed you didn't get more, you know, but you know, whatever. You end up getting a good kid and then you got somebody that you weren't even expecting, you know, in the, very at the summer league at the very at the very end. So you weren't expecting um anything, but there you are. And so I I think to have huge expectations of them, like there's gonna be some struggles and they're gonna be some ugly games this year. But I think they're gonna win enough to be in the conversation for the play and now we're hoping what that means. Hopefully it's not a 10 seed. Hopefully it's a it's it's not a you know a nine. Hopefully they're right around that seven eight. You know I think seven is fair as I- far as considering how how the Western Conference is falling apart. Donovan Mitchell may very well be a, a New York Nick or a Miami Heat. You know by time, uh, the week is over. You know by time we get back to the to the actual season, so the the West couldn't look very. Very different, you know, for a lot of reasons. So I I don't
1: think we should underestimate what getting a healthy Dame will do in the regular season. Just for getting those easy wins when you need them, and kind of padding a little bit against some of the weaker teams. Yeah, you forget how nice getting thirty-five from Dame on a regular night is. That will help buoy everything.
4: And I think the 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 hope is that Dame doesn't have to play the most minutes in the league this year. You know, the hope is that 32-year-old Damian Lillard will have some help and can maybe even go down a few minutes and play, instead of playing 37 minutes, 36 minutes, maybe he only gets 33, you know, 30, you know, for a while because he has some type of help. And I think Simons can hopefully be that. Hopefully, Shaden Sharp, who we know now doesn't need surgery. Yep. Which is great news for Blazer fans because, again, that was one of those things that was kind of like... Here we go again, you know, here's another rookie that's going to need some type of surgery. But he's going to be good. So he looks like he's going to be ready to go for when the season starts. I think you just need a couple of these guys that you got to come in. Jeremy Grant has to be has to be big. Like I'm saying he he should average around 12-13, but realistically like I think Dame needs him to give him 17, 18 a night. Yeah, you want so, Detroit Jeremy Grant. Yeah. You don't want Denver Jeremy Grant. No, but Denver Jeremy Grant also gives you great defense. Yes. He also gives you a, a great option on the perimeter if necessary. Like, that's a good player. That that's a, that's a that's a well, solid player. But what you and need Grant be... is no
1: longer going to be the top options. So no. Won't, you won't naturally get no true yeah. Detroit Jeremy Grant because he
4: was the top option. No, but what you need is aggressive Detroit Der- Jeremy Grant while you might not get the number of shots, uh, we do need you to have right around 16 to 17 points a game. You get 13 and seven rebounds and some blocks and steals. Okay, nobody's going to be mad at that because you've got some dynamic scores. But championship teams are teams or championship teams when they have one guy that's going to give you that 30 if you need. You have another guy that's going to give you 20 you know, every night, and then you have one other piece that's going to chip in and give you 15 16 every night. You have those three players on your team, that's considered a big 3. You have those three players, you're going to win games. You're going to compete for an opportunity to be at the top of your conference. If Jeremy Grant can be that guy cuz I think Anthony Simons is going to average 20, you know, this season. Dame's going to average 25, 26, he's going to average 20. If you get somebody to come in and average 16. I think the Blazers have a real chance of making noise in the West. But
1: Yeah, that that's out of the play in range right yeah, there. Yeah, that's that out of happens. play and
4: that that's you're in the fifth fifth spot, fourth spot. Again, nobody was expecting that. But a lot of that is going to hinge on how well Jeremy Grant is able to do, you know, in this process.
1: Another weakness the team has or at least a question the team has is the 3 position. Who is your starting 3? Is it going to be Nasir Little? Are you going to play Gary Payton or Josh Hart there? Are you going to rotate everybody through that spot? Here is Joe Cronin on Dirt and Sprague on the depth of that position.
2: I would say it's definitely our biggest unknown. But with that, I'd say we're not especially concerned with it. Like you said, it's a lot has to do with can Nasir Little come back healthy, which right now he looks great and everything's on track. So we don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Um, Josh Hart can play there. I know he's more of a two, but. Josh plays big. Gary Payton plays big. Shaden Sharp is really talented. Jabari Walker has shown us that he's very capable of coming in and being more than functional. So it's a, it's an unknown position for us a little bit where you can't just slot in specifically 32 minutes at that spot. But at the same time, we like the talent level that's there, and I think that's probably most important at this stage for us.
1: I would be perfectly happy if Nasir Little came back and showed what he showed before the injury, in terms of being like a eight to ten point good, rangy, athletic guy on the floor, at, at the three. I want more. I wanted like an OG Ananobi, or I, or I wanted you know them to make a a trade for Jared Vanderbilt, who's I guess po- probably available for the Jazz again. I think he'd be pretty good at that spot as well. But if that's if that's the scenario right now, and this is the roster at least for the. Pre-trade deadline Blazers, then I I think I'd be happiest if it was little in that role, getting some more minutes under his belt and, and kind of seeing where he is as a player in his development.
4: I I, I agree with Cronin and this is the one position that I, I mean, you're not losing sleep over because I don't think there's a wrong answer. You know, between all the guys that you have, like Josh Hart is the you know I think he's the I want to say he's the smallest of those guys because Nas is only six uh, five as well, but Nas is six five two twenty. You know, he's right around in that in that range to where he's not gonna get pushed around by anybody in that position. Uh Shay, he mentioned Shaden Sharp, so I'll probably you have to see what your first, you know, he's a first round lottery draft pick. He's and, a guard though. And, but he is, but he's, he's a what, two. Yeah, but he's what, six foot five as well, six six, you know, somewhere around there. So he can be put in that position to play that. It's just a matter of not necessarily can you play it offensively, defensively, that's the question. Like, and I think that's when we're talking about the three position because it's, it's, it's um, Kevin Durant, you know, every night. It's Jimmy Butler every night. You've got to see the Tyrese Halliburton. You know, you got to see a lot of the guys at that, at that two and three spot. Like, sometimes, you know, you get pushed around there. I think Nas is probably the biggest of the guards. Obviously, GP can, can play the position a little undersized, but plays bigger than, you know, than his size. So I think you, you have a lot of options at the three, but I, I really think it's going to come down to who's the best defender in that ring because I'm not really thinking you're needing the three considering what you have on the floor at this point. You're not needing a three to score a bunch for you, but you do need him to make some big stops on the other end. And I think if anybody, Nas fits that bill better than anybody else on the roster right now. Here is
1: Joe Cronin talking about the emphasis on acquiring defenders, which you just alluded to.
2: Definitely. It's... I've said throughout my, my time with the in press conferences and stuff, I've emphasized we need to get more talented, we need to get more talented and to be specific, we need to get more talented defensively where we have to have guys that can come out and compete and get stops and you know, make things easier on you know, our offense to where we're playing in transition more, we're not inbounding the ball out of makes consistently. So it was a big point of emphasis in free agency and the draft and trades was we got to get tougher. We got to get more defensive minded. We got to get more competitive, you know, just have this mindset and attitude that fits the way Chauncey wants to play.
1: We've been seeing that and that's great to hear. And I just hope that it comes to together on paper or I'm sorry, on the court, on, on on the screen in front of us. I want to see, togetherness and defense and in a system that works. And I I think there's a bit of in the back of my head. And and I I wonder if this is the same way for all blazer fans is you had an opportunity to get Ime Udoka a Portland native who, and, and I know at the time all things were fairly equal, although he had way more experience than Phillips did because Chauncey Billups had been an assistant for one year when they hired him. But you had the chance to get Udoka and his staff of Portlanders as your staff. Including Damon Stoudemire. And, And you saw the defense that the Celtics employed from the second half of their season through the playoffs. Got them to the finals. Obviously, they didn't win. But that defense and the style, you saw it. It was there. And in the back of my head, I know that because Neil O'Shea is an idiot, he didn't even interview Ime Udoka. He didn't even want him because he was so dead set on Chauncey Billups. Now, I, I don't want to take anything away from who Chauncey Billups could be as a head coach. I feel like because of what happened, because of the scandal that was surrounding it as well, there's almost an instant like, whatever, this is a bad head coach. You know, It's a five-year deal. Get him through his years and then go somewhere else. There's almost just like this this feeling that you're just like, ah, it's a failure already. I don't want to say that because it was a really bad year last year. The team got blown up. It was a really difficult time for a first-year head coach for someone to come in. But it's just tough when you saw what Ime Odoka did to think in the back of your head, that's the system we could have been seeing here for the Blazers and instead – all I want is to see a system like that come to fruition in front of me.
4: Yeah, I think, you know, I think the email, I oh, we have to break, but I think the the Boston situation is unique. It's it's different like of course, Olshay is ridiculous for not uh interviewing EMA Yudoka, which is crazy. Portland native, Portland State, like come on, man, former Blazer, like yes, that should be the first person that you're trying to interview, but he didn't whatever. But I think when you think about what Boston had, like they had a Marcus Smart like when you have a guy on the floor that can be your on site on your, excuse me your 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 captain you know out there and can kind of direct your defense almost like a middle linebacker telling everybody what they're supposed to do this is how we're supposed to get it he had that break and we all saw it during game 1 when he was telling them this isn't Miami they're going to do this we need to respond here you step up like that's how you you have to, you have to have somebody like that on the floor to make sure everybody knows what they're doing
1: well Gary Payton the 2nd might be that guy he
4: might be but who Chauncey Billups that's what he was for the detroit pistons like he and that's why
1: he's so desperate to get yes, that style to that, work because he knows it works he
4: is a finals mvp he beat the lakers you know what i'm saying kobe bryant Shaq, gary pay or gary payton and and uh and carl malone like he, he beat them dudes four games to one in the nba finals like i think he knows what he wants to do it's just a matter of who's gonna be that guy to come out there and say no we're doing this. You go there. You know. So I think it has to be. And is it going to be Nas? Like it's got to be that vocal guy that's doing that. Marcus Smart. Like every team that's in the championship or in the in the title picture has that guy. They all have that guy for for uh, Milwaukee. in a lot of ways it's Giannis. You know, the one that's saying, "Hey, go do this. Move here. Rotate here." For Boston, it was Marcus Smart. For the Warriors, is Draymond Green. For uh the for Memphis, it's it's Bane. You know, other guys that are out there kind of pushing people to do other stuff like every team that's competing has that guy and who's going to be that guy for the Blazers I think that's the best thing because it can't be Damian Lillard in most cases like unless you're Giannis and you're, unless you're you know it, your best player can't be the one that's always barking out well you, you have to be
1: one of the defensive aces to you do, do that. absolutely
4: absolutely and, and I, that and, will not be dead. and the question is who's that going to be and I think that's the big thing like there, there has to be that dog on the team that's saying, no, don't do this, do this, let's get back out there and play. All right, let's take a break. There's a couple clips
1: left uh, that we'll play next, and then I'll wrap up the show first, Sports Center
0: Update. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
3: Made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
1: All right, a couple more clips from Joe Cronin here. I've always thought it was weird that the Blazers didn't have a G League team when every other team had a G League team. They just kind of send their guys off to random G League teams and then bring them back.
4: We are indeed the G League team right
2: now (laughs) well last year yes (laughs) yeah
4: when you get sent to Portland it's basketball purgatory and you're you know this is like where you get called up from Cronin was asked about that
2: yes and we've actually we're just talking about it yesterday it's something that we're definitely interested in it's just got to make sense for us as far as location um, financials all those different things so um, it's something we we believe in and we think is an important part of player development and also staff development and it's something we want to explore further.
1: I think that's cool. I I like the staff development idea of it. Um, Yes, get a G League team. You are so far behind not having a G League team and just getting a chance to have your own organization that runs your structure, that has coaches learning your style of play, that you can kind of get everybody on the same system. I understand the G League is a bit of a – do whatever you want, everyone's just trying to score and make a name for themselves, but if you run the team, then you get a bit more say. Plus, don't you get the revenue from it? Not that it's going to be a big revenue thing for you, but isn't it a little extra money?
4: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why the Blazers are the only, literally the only team that doesn't have uh, a G League affiliate, like uh, the Pelicans, the Wizards, the Pacers, all these really bad teams, the Kings, have g-league teams yet you don't have any any type of farm system that's weird just saying like i'm, I'm literally because I, I didn't think the g-league was as many teams as it, as it is and now i'm looking and there are teams that aren't even really attached to nba squads like the new mexico's capitans and they're they they do not have a team that they're actually attached to but Oh really? The G League Ignite, you know, is also a, a team that doesn't have.
1: I'm looking at the G League standings, and each team on here has an
4: affiliate. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at the the homepage right now. Oh, I and see. And New uh, Mexico City and the G League Ignite are the two teams that don't seem like they're attached to NBA rosters. So maybe the the Blazers want to set set up camp in New Mexico or cool. Mexico City, <laughs> or they can make a new one. I imagine, right? I assume.
1: I mean, there are some of these literally named after the teams. The Stockton Kings, the South Bay Lakers, the uh, were the Lakeland Magic, and they're all really close to where their team is. The Memphis Hustle—that's actually kind of the Iowa Wolves. Yeah, that's actually the Timberwolves. They're all near. Wasn't there an Idaho Stampede? Where did that go? Where's that team? That's close to here. Have that be have that be the G League team? Yeah, I mean, wasn't that one? It was it? I thought. It's not on here anymore, but I thought, but I, I thought that like used an,
4: to be a team. You know, like an AFL team or USFL team or something like that. Idaho Stampede.
1: Ah, they were moved. They are now the Salt Lake City Stars, and they are the Jazz's affiliate.
4: Yeah, I've honestly, I'm I had no idea that the Blazers didn't have a G League affiliate at least. So I'm curious of who they call, who they're calling up from, and who's scouting you know these particular well, they, players they they Jewish. just
1: they send these guys to whatever team has a spot they just go to I, that's why i remember the idaho stampede because that was where they would tend to send their players because it was the closest team and that's what they would do so de- definitely important i think to get that and then uh, one more joe cronin quote
2: yeah you nailed it brandon i mean when when your top players are international and about a quarter of the league as a whole are <laughs> international players it's just such an important part of you know, team building in our league. So that was one of our emph- points of emphasis was to really ramp up that portion of it. And Mike is arguably as good as anyone at it where his, you know, he's been everywhere. He's seen most of these players for a long time already. He has a massive network. Um, and he also knows who we need to hire as far as who are the really talented international scouts out there or what, um, services are best to utilize. And, what are the emerging countries or continents? You know, all these things, like being way ahead of it, um, was a was a big reason why we wanted Mike to join us.
1: Talking about international scouting and, and Mike Schmitz coming in, being really, really, really adept at international players, it does seem like more international guys are re- NBA-ready quickly than they used to be. The amount of, like, stash players that used to get drafted is like, ah, we drafted this guy from Serbia. You'll never see him, but he's technically a Blazer, right? Mm-hmm. You're getting way less of that now. You're getting a lot more top prospects being foreign players. I mean, you, you, obviously you talk about Luka, but what about Banyama, the guy coming up this year that's supposed to be the number one guy from France who's tall and long and elite at everything? And what about the guy that – not Chet Holmgren, but the guy that the Thunder drafted the, the year before who's a – Skinny, tall guy that people think is really, really Josh potentially Gitty? good. Not Josh giddy
4: Oh, okay. I'm I'd talking about the the Russian the, the, dude. Yeah, the tall dude. Yeah, he kills on two K.
1: Yeah, um, he, he's you know he's tall, skinny like Chet Holmgren, but he's got talent. There's more of these guys out there than there used to be, and yeah, definitely improve that. It, it feels like everything's kind of been fixed since Cronin has started. No all of these things that were always weird and questionable about what Olshay did. It feels like Cronin's kind of come in and, and there's a new president and kind of a new everything kind of just whitewashed it all the way. And obviously there's still flaws on the team because of what happened. But in terms of making smart decisions that seem like smart NBA decisions, they're happening at a much higher rate, as opposed to a lot of questions that were never answered or things that were not done. Uh, Yes, I, I'm very, very happy with Cronin so far in kind of that realm as well.
4: I mean, so far he's done his job, you know, and, you know, he's the new boyfriend, you know, he's just trying to make sure he doesn't make the mistakes that the old boyfriend made, you know, and so that's that's pretty much where we are. So the old one wasn't honest. He's maybe overly honest about things, you know, I'm like we're, just, when he says stuff like we still need talent and we don't, you know, it's going to be a process, all those things. Not probably what you want to hear right now, but thank you for telling me. Because you're not leading me on to make me believe that you know we're in love right now, when really we just kind of like each other, and that's what Cronin is doing. Is saying, man, I really like you. We're not there yet, but I want to be, and I think that's okay. And so that's where we are. I'll 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 take it for now. Again, you want to see improvements on the roster. Uh, you lose CJ, uh, you get a Jeremy Grant. I mean, I, 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 that's kind of a lateral move in in some in some cases. Uh, Jeremy does give you a little bit more, but CJ gives you more scoring on on a more consistent basis, if if that's you know, fair to say. But for the most part, I think you're happy with where you are. Seventh overall pick in the draft, uh, you've got a, a a surprise in the second round that could potentially uh, be something for you. You know, you 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 got somebody else that uh, has shown improvement over the past three years and really had his breakout year last year, and then you get your superstar back. So there are a lot of there are a lot of reasons to be excited about what the Blazers can do for the season. I just, my expectations are right around the seventh seed, which is great considering they didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah. Just get back into playing. Yeah.
1: That's kind of my expectations at this point, get into the playing tournament and then we'll see. Maybe you get into the first round beyond that. My expectations are none. So if you do better than that, great. If not, have a better off season next year or better have another good off season next year, finish building the team in the, in the vision that you want with whoever's available next season. And then we'll see what happens there. Clearly, obviously it was a lot of money, but Dame said he was unsure about signing the extension unless he was happy with the direction of the team. Well, he signed the extension. So clearly he is at least happy enough with the direction of the team so far. All right, one more segment to go. We will take a break and wrap up the show. Next. This is sports Sunday on the fan.
3: Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
1: We had a texter ask Rashad a Las Vegas-based question, as Rashad did reside in Vegas for uh, a couple of years. I did, and mm. uh, the texter said, "No kids, just me and the me and the lady."
4: Yes. What, what awesome. do we do? That's awesome. What did you uh, tell him? I said, "If you like uh, R&B music, Usher has an amazing." show in vegas uh you can go see the michael jackson one uh show at circus soleil um that's super super cool um let's see i also say so my favorite one of my favorite bars slash like restaurants in vegas is a place called the foundation room and it's the tippy tippy top of the mandalay bay mm. and you go i've up only there. been to
1: mandalay bay once
4: it's really cool bro and you go there and you have just the most outside on the roof and it's just the most perfect view of the strip because it's at the end you know mandalay bay is i guess depending it's essentially the, the depending end. where you're coming from yeah it's, you know essentially the end but you get just, or the start or the start right but you get the most amazing view of all of las vegas as you're on this rooftop deck man which is so so cool um so that's something i said you know if you're just with if you're just with the you know your lady and you're just trying to do some stuff and get dressed up like I think that's a really really cool uh, thing to do. But yeah, go see a show. Go. See. Is it like a club or is it just it's like, like a restaurant? Rest, there is music and it does turn into like a little club and stuff afterwards. And it's one of those things you want to dress nice for. You mm. know, like it's you have to have a, a card to get up the elevator at Mandalay Bay to go to the very top of uh, where the Foundation Room is. It's it's pretty legit, man. So whenever I go, I have to make sure that if I if I have time to stay and I don't have kids, I'm going to Foundation. Room, I always
1: sure. suggest the show Absinthe which is uh, right outside Caesar's Palace and is, I think, a Cirque du Soleil show or, or is at least made by the same people, mm-hmm. but is so funny and raunchy. It was such a fun experience. Yeah, and
4: if you want to see something funny and raunchy, Absinthe is where it is. Have you seen Absinthe? I haven't, but i was taking my so word for it. So, so good. Go get a steak. It's like, it's like Cirque
1: du Soleil in small, raunchy form, like and they it. make fun of people in the audience.
4: I like it. Just don't sit in the front. Don't, don't There's, sit, there,
1: sit wherever you want you're going to get picked. Sit on. right in the middle
4: to where I'm not uh, getting called on
1: <laughs> that's going to do it for us today uh, Joe will be back next week so the three of us should be back next week Nine to 11 and uh, thank you guys so much for listening have a very good rest of your weekend
0: okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road